Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1081, May 19th, 2023. Only one Friday left in the month of May. Wow. Time is. Uh, but the best weekend really of the year is upon us next weekend. What's that? Memorial Day weekend is the best weekend of the year. On the 19th of May, it was 97 degrees in 2009 and 33 degrees in 1961. Aquaside uh, has been helping people keep their beaches clean for more than 60 years. Now, see, 60 years. That would not include 1961. Uh, but it would include sure, 2009, sure. when on this day kids were swimming. I'll bet you anything, because it was 97 degrees. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and those products are completely safe for you and your family and the fish. They're made right there in White Bear Lake. Boom. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Have the best-looking beachfront on the lake. Call Aquaside today. Describe your problem. They'll take care of you. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. I doubt if anyone's interested. It was Carolina and Florida in the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. Those two hockey hotbeds. Yes. Carolina and Florida. Our boys have been at the lake for five weeks. Yeah. Or four weeks. Putting down their aqua side. Yes, they do. <clears throat> that game got settled with 12 seconds left in the fourth overtime. Wow. Chuck scored. Force uh, 12 seconds left in the fourth overtime. Wow. Sixth longest game in... Uh, How long did you make it? I only watched the regular game. Oh, you didn't make any overtimes? Uh, no, I did I did watch the first overtime, Okay. now that you mentioned it. But then my reading beckoned, <laughs> and I said, well, that's enough of that. Okay. And oh. it's a good thing I didn't stay with it, because I would not have made it to four overtimes. Seeing it. Fireplace and the briar pipe and elbow patches. Ascot. Ascot. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Well, I think it's time to retire to the. Some story. sort of hot toddy, <laughs> minus the toddy part. Yeah. <laughs> the Dodgers. Twins just played them. That's right. The Los Angeles Dodgers announced that they have rescinded its invitation to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That's a uh, drag queen group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a different take on this. I know drag queen talk is boring as hell, but I have a, I have a little different take on this. Right? Interesting. The Los Angeles Dodgers announced they've rescinded an invitation to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from the team's upcoming Pride Night uh, following conservative pushback. Uh, I always resent that. I don't know why it can't be just pushback. It's always conservative pushback, as though every well, every leftist. Well, I guess every Democrat in the country would be for uh, a Pride Night. The Dodgers' tenth Pride Night, scheduled to take place June 16, 
will feature a night of LGBTQ plus programming attended by a number of different groups and is meant to highlight diversity and resilience within the Dodger fan base, as well as the impactful work of extraordinary community groups, according to the team. And the team has spent a lot of money hiring the people to write that BS. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is a nonprofit organization founded in 1979 at the start of the HIV-AIDS epidemic, originally among the organizations set to attend the game and receive a Community Hero Award. Okay. We are an order of 30th century nuns. Nope. Dedicated the promulgation of universal joy and the expiation of stigmatic guilt, our ministry is one of the public manifestations and habitual perpetration reads the site for the Los Angeles chapter, which is known for both its activist work and drag depictions of Catholic nuns. In a statement posted Wednesday to Twitter, Reavers, uh, Mm -hmm. the Dodgers wrote that the inclusion of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence has been a source of controversy. I would imagine it could be nuns or charitable women who have given up their lives to help others. Be left alone. Mm -hmm. Given the strong feelings of people who have been offended by the sisters' inclusion in our evening and in an effort not to distract from the great benefits that we have seen over the years of Pride Night, we are deciding to remove them from this year's group of honorees. Uh, Good. Uh, several conservative groups criticized the uh, Dodgers. I guess we had Senator Marco Rubio send a letter to MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred accusing the Dodgers of promoting a woke, far-left, anti-Catholic agenda. It's exactly what the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do. Uh, here's my take on this. It It... it the Dodgers, no one needs to celebrate a drag queen night at a baseball game. Okay, let me, let me, let me expound on that. Statistically, this is a number of people that is insignificant. Statistically. Yes. It's like having a night to honor people who varnish wood boats with foam brushes. Uh, there's, there 99 and 9 tenths percent of the population who would bother to varnish a boat do it with maybe a china bristle brush, an expensive brush. But there are these idiots that think they can do it with foam brushes. Followed they by, deserve their own nights. So it'd be like honoring, or it'd be like honoring the owners of dogs who speak four languages. Well, that's probably that's pretty good. The, no, I'm meaning the dog speaks four languages. That's what I'm saying. Statistically, uh, I'm what a, are I'm there, impressed. about 10? Oh, uh, that dog should be a national hero. Right. So, so, what, so the only reason you can, you can uh, the only reason, for example, the Dodgers or the Twins or the Cubs or anyone who would do this is because they think they have to. Yes. Or, they don't have to. Are they kissing ass? Same difference. They're trying to appease to the yeah. public, yes. Yeah. Well, no, but statistically, what public are they appeasing? The a Democratic. Very, a very small segment no, of the population. I, I, no, uh-uh, no. I agree that the people you're talking about are a very small segment, but what they're doing is just kissing left-wing Democratic yes. ass. Look at us. Look at how virtuous we are. 
baseball, uh, and this doesn't have to become theological. You don't have to drag religion into it. Statistically, you don't. Baseball is a pastoral game. It 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 doesn't in any way reflect modernity compared to other sports. It clings to its origins, even though they're trying to wreck it with all this newfangled BS. Although yeah, I do love the shot clock. Pitch I do clock. love the shot or pitch clock. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything except it being baseball. Right. And it's a really pleasant pastime. I agree with all, everything you just said. However, it's still a business. And you're still trying to to appease to the ticket-buying public, and that's the only reason. That, that then you need a major league owner who says, bleep you. And a lot of teams have said, we're not doing that. Because you don't need to. There's no requirement. It doesn't mean, go ahead and be LGBTQ+. But go ahead, have a big party in your backyard. I don't give a bleep. I, n- none of us do, but, but Joe. But I've taken my kid to a Dodgers game at great inconvenience because it's expensive and everything else. I just want to see a baseball game. Where do the Dodgers play their home? Home games. Dodger Stadium. Where is that? Chavez Ravine. In? L.A. In? Los Angeles. California. 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 Yeah, Reavers has the point. Okay, but they but they are backing down. They've come to their senses. Because someone finally got to them, I'm well, sure. They, but... They, but you don't need to do this. If I'm Dave St. Peter and I'm asked to do this, I would, I would look at the facts and say, do I need to do this for a statistically insignificant number of people? You don't need to. Um, well, and I don't see, know that the Twins are doing it. I have no idea. We've seen sports teams across all avenues of sports doing this, jumping on board. And I'm saying, and Kenny, it's the wrong road to go down. I don't disagree, Joe. Because didn't the New York Rangers, didn't the same thing yeah. happen with them a couple of months ago where they ended up canceling it and then everyone went nuts? Who's yes. everyone? No, uh, well, people people were going crazy a because they canceled. statistically insignificant number of people went nuts? Yes. Okay. January 30th yes. of 2023, the New York Rangers abandoned plans to wear pride-themed warm-up jerseys before a January 27th game, and apparently uh, there was some backlash in the state of okay, New York. Okay, I'm a Ranger. I'm not wearing one either. I don't care if you're uh, uh, LGBTQ. Go ahead. That's fine with me. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here to score a goal. I'm not here for political statements. But the more businesses in this country, and I agree certainly that that baseball is is an industry for God's sakes. It's a corporation, and the more, but the more that the banks, uh, insurance agents, sports teams, you you know, follow the lead, for example, of the failed academy, the more. Ruin is going to be brought to the landscape, and by ruin I mean the lost sight of what the original intention was of these businesses. And there will be fallout as a result of it. We saw it firsthand and are still seeing it firsthand with Bud Light. You're seeing it now with Miller Light that came out with one that wasn't as controversial, but it's still going to have some fallout. The the, the What was it? Uh, Ford. Ford came out with an ad, was it last week or early this week? And now they're getting a bit of pushback. And I, I again, I they, they I, have every right to do it. It's I, not illegal. I don't think I've made my point clearly. Oh, I think you made it very, very clearly. Where you, you, I, I don't think you're hearing us. Well, either I haven't made my point clearly or I'm not hearing you. No, you know, your, your point makes perfect sense, and we agree. We're trying to tell you 
this is how it's going to be. Yep. And I'm trying to tell you it's not how it has to be. Well, we don't disagree with that either. Right. I think we're all on the same page. Is but Kenny's this is how it's going to be. Yep. I think your question is, why do they think they have to do that? Hey, Joe? And, Joe, it's not even advertisers. What was the case we had earlier in the year? Out at the, I think it was U of M Morris, where some white cracker said, are, are we, oh, should yeah. we be marketing to these folks? Oh, all, that was, uh, all he did was ask a question. Boom, he's out of there. Swigum. That, that Swigum. was Swigum, yeah. a member of the Board of Regents yeah. who, who had to leave his position. Yeah, he's just wondering, where, how are we marketing here? What is this the right thing to do? Well, he... I don't think he has an evil intent. No. I just think no, no, not at all. I just think he was so behind the times he didn't know how to phrase his question. You know, he had a good point. Mm -hmm. If if he might, if you probably could have gotten him to say we should be marketing to a diverse group because this place is so diverse what the hell are we marketing to betty smith right. for right yeah. and that's what these teams are doing they're marketing to a certain demographic sister roma a no. longtime member of the group tweeted no. so disappointing to see the dodgers cave to the conservative pseudo-christian homophobes this wow. weaponizing of religion is, is is exactly what the L.A. drag nuns and San Francisco sisters have been protesting for decades. Well, listen, you fruitcake, I'm not a homophobe. Go ahead and be a drag queen. But that has nothing to do with, I want to go to a baseball game. Is, isn't that great how they get to attach those kind of slurs to yeah. anything that they disagree with? Yeah. Yep. And it's just accepted as fact. And, yeah. and, and see, to keep the pseudo-Christian accusations out of it, uh, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have included that. I would have just said, if I was the Dodgers, I just said, we're in the baseball business here. Good luck to you. Hope you have fun at your next drag queen event, but it's not going to be at Dodger Stadium. This is L.A. You can find another venue. My God, you can't walk 100 feet without finding one, but even I, though it's a statistically insignificant number of the population. When each of these teams has their planning commission, and I've been a part of some of them, and it's you, you walk into... Are you into, trying to liken town ball to Major League wow. Baseball? I said, in a, I said in a meeting to map out the schedule. They well, come up be, with... Was there going to be drag queen performances? No, but I'm saying someone in the inside, a Dodger Dodgers executive or some type of promotions uh, employee said, hey, we should do blank. And then th all these ideas are thrown and then they think, oh, OK, that's a good idea. Let's go through with it. My point being that these are all methods to get people that normally wouldn't buy a ticket to get them inside the stadium. Well, and remember, these front offices are, are populated increasingly by young people who have come out of the failed academy. Right. OK, wouldn't that be true of a bank? A medical office, an insurance agency, a me. law firm. Uh, you're, you're seeing more and more of the failed academy seep into the normality of business. And, mm -hmm. business, and, and it's, it's, it's dreadful because I don't want to take a kid to a game and have to sit through a bleeping drag queen performance. Go ahead and have it. That's fine with me. But that's not why I came to the game. Right. Playing a tad bit of devil's advocate, then couldn't the comeback to your claim be? Well, then just pick, take your kid a different night. The the, the message I get over and over and over again from GLers via email is, and I'll paraphrase them all into, into one: uh, We don't cram our lifestyle down your throat. Why do you insist on doing yep. that to us? 
We don't care what you do. We don't care. And don't pick on nuns, for God's right. sake. Right. So they're not religious in any way, right? No, no. they're making fun of religion. Yeah. yeah. Can I just make one small correction uh, about what you said about real nuns? Mm -hmm. uh, and your heart was in the right place. You said they have given up their lives. I would I'd, I would rephrase that and say they have devoted well, their uh, lives. Excuse me, in the role of Mr. FYI, you're wow. absolutely you're right. No, you're correct. <laughs> I just correct. want to cover your no, butt for correct. you. I'm, <laughs> I'm close to some nuns. Who I, I know love that's dearly. that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I work for a nun. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, I'm part of the decorating crew at church. And, how uh, uh, how close would you say you are to those? Nuns? Well, she worked me to the bone. You know, oh. I had to get the ladders and climb up the walls oh, and right. all. I finally told her, I ain't climbing up any ladders anymore. I'm done. Was this at uh, my Little aunt, Sisters? My of the, uh... aunt Alice was a daughter <laughs> of charity. She had the big, the, those that habit, the, the habit that flew out about like the wing like of a 747. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then she, but she really liked fashion and perfume, so once her mom died, she quit being a nun. She, uh, she left the order. <laughs> she just loved fashion and perfume and makeup and Fish. It's just a wonderful, wonderful. She had some. I hope she had enough time to make up for it. You know, I used oh, to no, see. Oh no, she it. just she remained as devout and holy as a non-nun as she was as okay. a nun. She just got to dress up. Got it. Yeah, she wanted to wear the the wardrobe. Yeah, uh, I used to see a couple of nuns walking uh, when I drive in on uh, what is it Mississippi River Boulevard. I pull them over. I pull over and say, "Hey, suit says hi. Well, when do you want the next?" Now you pull them over and say, "You got a light." <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers pulled drag queen group, and that, that sparks outcry. You could have avoided the outcry, Dodgers, by never doing it in the first place. And you don't have to. But they all think they have to. Yeah. And I'm not buying your, uh, I'm not buying your reasoning, both Reavers and... Uh, well, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I'm telling you why you're wrong. The... Uh, <laughs> uh, do you really think yes. ticket sales would be dependent, uh, that, that people will now not buy tickets to a Dodgers game because the Dodgers canceled the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? No, I think you're, you're getting that one no, backwards. You, yeah. I think what, what's happened here is when you have a product in which you have to sell 81 dates to, You've got to come up with some different theme nights. That's why you see the Star Wars thing and why you see all these other various nights, which a lot of them are all great. And I don't even oppose this one. I don't care. Go That's ahead and do your thing. That's because you're selling tickets to a nation of idiots. Hello? Well, there's no, no, no doubting that. He finally understands her point. <laughs> but that's, that's what this is all about, Joe. If not idiots, you're selling tickets to a nation of people with no attention spans. That, and you're selling a product in baseball to people that aren't normally baseball fans. That's what you're trying to do, is get them into the door. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I just wasn't made for these times. Oh, just get off my that. lawn. I wish we could play that sounder. I, you know, it's just, it's just bleep you. Uh, Go ahead, Billy, and be an LGBTQ guy and, and be a drag queen. That's fine. Have fun. But I don't need it. And and the people I'm bringing to the game don't need it. What do they need? Meat. No, let me tell you about meat. Okay. 
Jordy sent me something. We ain't closed. We ought to meet. We got meat. Uh, we have a new study. Of course, there's always a study. Uh, go to bigthink.com slash health. Red meat and cancer is not a health risk. Really? That's what the study finds. Okay. It's good to eat meat. Get thee to the grunt. Yeah, where can I get some good red Ron meat? Hoffer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. Oh, yeah. And in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately east of 35, it's uh, it's the meat emporium of the world. And uh, I'm getting more comfortable eating meat. I've gone through the fad where you think, oh, I shouldn't eat meat. Meat's good for you. It is. It's good to eat it's meat. It's good for you. And Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's beef for Minnesota farmers. Brats, 140 flavors of brats. Town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers, pork shoulders, pork chops, chicken, fish, salmon. Whatever you want, they got it. Steaks. Huh? It's oh good to God. eat a steak oh once God. in a while. A nice New York strip. Oh. There's a little good marbling. You can get those right at Grunhofer's. Oh, Chase. Beautiful marbling. Oh, Chase. It's, it's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? KNL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they do too, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection. KNL has a broad selection of different calibers, is veteran-owned, and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KNLGunstore.com. by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. I know what you're thinking. You're walking through that Save Big Money store looking for a wax ring or some stupid thing. You saw a safe with a nice paint job and you had a notion. Or maybe you were in the envelope and sheets and um, what what else do they sell? Radios and grocery store. And there, there, there it sat. There was a deer on the door that looked really lovely. Big steel box. Glorified lumberyard. What, what are you doing? You talking about? What are you thinking? What are you doing? <laughs> Get to Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Don't even think about buying a safe from an envelope store. Check out the Liberty brand of safe. Uh, they provide the best protection you can possibly get um, from all sorts of calamity. And then when you see one you like at maplegrovelockandsafe.com, stop in and say hi to the owner, Rich, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. He's a stand-up guy. He'll make sure you go home happy. And by that, I mean you didn't spend too much, you didn't spend too little, but you did end up spending just the right amount on just the exact safe you wanted. Stop in the Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Say hi to Rich. Go to that website, too, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. This rhubarb that took place at the Minneapolis DFL Ward 10 endorsing convention yes, last weekend. Mm. Boy, I continue to learn more and more. Okay. Uh, you'll recall that uh, it might have even been this week. Was it earlier this week? I said Democrats win because they really know how to win. Yeah, you've said that a couple they of times They really are better at this than Republicans. They know, they know the game plan. They're vicious. They're relentless. They're, they'll do anything they have to do to win because they don't do anything else. Case in point, this go, is back, what they do. go back to the very first Democratic convention. Remember, Klobuchar was there. They're all there. And all they did was sat and ripped each other. Yeah. 
Well, now we learn uh, in an editorial in today's Star Tribune written by Jessica Shatton, a DFL precinct chair, mm. these conventions are terribly important to the candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's, she's suggesting, and she's a DFLer, she's suggesting that they're too important. That the DFL endorsement is too important, and that's what's resulting in the chaos. Uh, For example, we need, uh, she writes, uh, in Minneapolis and in all DFL-dominated jurisdictions, securing DFL endorsement essentially means getting the seat. The DFL bestows so many benefits upon the one and only endorsed candidate that it becomes almost impossible for anyone else to compete. Well, there that explains your kerfuffle. Right. Only the endorsed candidate has access to the DFL voter database. Only the endorsed candidate can use that moniker on campaign literature. The DFL distributes, here's where they really got it figured out. The DFL distributes sample ballots across the jurisdiction containing only the name of the endorsed candidate. And and people just blindly go and vote because that's what's been showing up in their mailbox. The DFL expects everyone holding a DFL office to campaign for the endorsed candidate and prohibits office holders from campaigning for competitors. So you're the endorsed candidate in Ward 10. You can't uh, take uh, take light rail up to Ward 3 and start campaigning for someone. You stick to your you win your own seat, Betty. Stay home. We'll take care of Ward 3. And it's fun when that comes back to haunt them, a la Keith Ellison and Mary Mora Morality, mm-hmm. because he endorsed her, mm-hmm. both TFLers. Mm-hmm. And then once he, they were both elected, Keith had to step in. There's been a rift. There has been. There's been a rift. The DFL urges unsuccessful candidates for endorsement to get out of there, to exit. You're yep. done. Okay. Because we know how to do a winning. <laughs> and you're not going to win, so take a hike. Right. Look at our track record. Look at what we do. Thus the kerfuffle mm-hmm. on stage at Ward 10. So that voters, they, they say, you exit the race. You didn't, get the, you didn't get the endorsement. So voters have only one DFL choice in the fall. And because the jurisdiction is DFL dominated, that effectively means the voters have only one choice, period. Hmm. Well, here's the answer to your nightmare, folks. These guys are fantastic. They, they, they have rigged homework. this system so thoroughly that there's not a chance in hell a Republican could win. Introduce a Republican to Ward 10. There isn't one, by the way. No. They got no shot. That's why they've essentially and why they've essentially given up. Because DFL endorsement is so extraordinarily valuable in DFL-dominated jurisdictions, read City of Minneapolis, endorsing conventions are fraught because the stakes are so high. Candidates pour many resources into getting endorsed. Increasingly, nationally funded organizations activate their members to flood endorsing conventions on behalf of the candidate who agrees to their demands so that the person who secures office with their help is more beholden to them than to constituents. Uh, I would say Lee Finke might be an example of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 
At the 2022 Hennepin County DFL Convention, people over prosecution and faith in Minnesota turned out their members so that Mary Moriality got the prize endorsement for county attorney. At the 2023 Minneapolis 12th Ward Convention, faith in Minnesota and Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America turned out their members to ensure that Aaron Chowdhury got the prize for city council. They got a playbook. They are... They're the best. <laughs> then why are they the worst? <laughs> How does the best get the worst? DFL party officers can set and and I wonder what kind of reaction Jessica Shatton or Shaton of Minneapolis, a DFL precinct chair. I wonder how her peers are going to react to her uh, drawing the curtain a little for us, letting us look behind the curtain. Hmm. DFL party officers can set and execute policies that make it more or less likely for certain candidates to get endorsed. If they feel strongly about a race, the temptation... It's the mob! It's a mob <laughs> set! It's a mob framework! Exactly. Uh, if they feel strongly... Hey, I want you to do me a favor. How you doing? Well, that, that, in, in the well mob, that's not even hyperbole. In the world of the mob, that's an order. That's not asking to do a favor. That's an obligation I've just given you. Yes. If I'm in the mob, say, uh, Rook, I got a favor to ask. I'm going to scratch your and back. And you're one of my people. That means I'm ordering you to do this. Right. Well, it's the same thing here. It's the same and thing. And we, here. I don't know if we said this when we were recording the show or off, but when I saw the video, when we all saw the video, we all thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is these people realizing what opportunity that this is to get on the money train. I must say, I, I think I somewhat misinterpreted the rhubarb. I just thought it was a bunch of Somalis who don't know how the system works, and they were going crazy and jumping up and down. Oh, and, no, they see no, the they significant payday. They know damn well how it works. Yeah. Uh, let me finish these paragraphs. DFL party officers can set and execute policies that make it more or less likely for certain candidates to get endorsed. That's the mob. If they feel strongly about a race, the temptation to use that power... Uh, to manipulate the process is intense. Even if they don't succumb, the suspicion that they are, the suspicion they have is always there, placing everyone on edge so that the eruptions are more likely to occur. Mm. Uh, endorsing conventions have the same impact as elections, but they are not elections. Elections are run by professionals with the Secretary of State's office and are constrained by election laws. Endorsing conventions are run by party activists who are amateurs. Yeah, well, they're pretty damn good at it. And while they supposedly are constrained by DFL Constitution, often they are not. Okay, I don't need to read the whole thing, but I, I thank this woman for letting me in. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's a, a, a really interesting way to explain why Minneapolis is run by who it's run by. And we'll continue to with this game plan. Well, what's the Republican process like? I'm sure there are re there is a Republican endorsing. There are Republican endorsing conventions, well, but in the urban metro, I would imagine, A, they either don't exist or are so poorly attended, they don't mean anything. Right. Do you remember? Yeah, and this is on the city level here we're talking. But do you remember the uh, big cluster um, that Kendall Qualls went through on that endorsement night when he was trying to get the Republican endorsement to run for governor? Right. And he got the runaround and lied to, and all sorts of crazy shenanigans we'll were going go back down. We'll go to our friend John Strominger, 
who okay. ran against John Thompson. John Thompson. Uh, we had a spokeswoman for Strominger call us. Right. And he got the endorsement. Yeah. He got the Republican endorsement. Yeah. Which suggests to me that that wasn't a very serious process. There might have been three people in the room. Right. Anybody want the endorsement? And Strominger, to his credit, put his money where his mouth is. And in fact, he might not even done anything. They might have told him, uh, you, "You have the it. endorsement." You got the endorsement. At I which point, he went out and made the one sign. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and they did nothing for him. Did nothing for him. Nothing. Because they realized that their money could be spent better elsewhere. Is that why? Well, no, wait a minute. We had the campaign gal on. She was trying yeah. to help him in any yeah. way possible. Yeah. But Carnahan. it was the yeah, hires up. It was Jennifer uh, Carnahan, Carnahan and the rest of her uh, type. I'm unaware of the state Republican Party having any interest in Metro Minnesota. I, I think they've just given it up, thrown in the towel. But, boy, this is a this is a real education. Now I understand. I appreciate more. Why you you uh, greedy mobsters show up at these endorsing conventions? You're trying to get what's yours. Right. They're willing to fight for it now. And and nationally, they're trying to get what's theirs. So it's a rigged rigged deal to see who gets the endorsement. And uh, Chugati, the socialist Democrat, uh, obviously is held in favor in Ward 10 mm -hmm. over this interloper Warsami, whose followers, perhaps sensing that... Knowing uh, how powerful it is to put get ...put up that. a fight, yeah. uh, only to be slapped down to the point now where Ken Martin has ruled, or the state Democratic Party has ruled, or the Minneapolis Democratic Party has ruled, that Warsami can never receive an endorsement in the city of Minneapolis. Did you read that? Yes. He can't receive an endorsement. He's, he's the one being held accountable... Mm -hmm. For the dust-up in Ward 10, and his punishment is he can still run for office. Right. But he can't be endorsed. What have right. we just learned? They won't acknowledge his existence. Then he's done. He's, right. He'll never yeah. win an office. So right. it's fine with now, me. I, now I just I need one little thing clarified for me. Yeah. Is is that the candidate, the one that was banned from getting a DFL nomination? Is he the one that had the ties to the food or No, food that's front? his campaign manager. That's what I'm saying, but it was him, yes. though, right? Yes. It was his campaign yes. manager. Yeah. Yes. So I'm wondering how much of that played a role in Ken Martin's decision. Uh, I would imagine zero. Yeah. I would imagine okay. Ken Martin, uh, if he knows where his bread is buttered, is terribly beholden and uh, uh, dedicated to an endorsement process, which has resulted in complete DF rule of the city. Yeah, and that food thing, Reavers, is the thing of which we do not speak. We do, uh, in, but they don't. Right, right. Yeah. correct. I got so, you. So knowing what you know about the process, do you think it should be changed? Are, are you outraged? Um, are you fine with it? Uh, but that's a great question because this, you know, what what obligation do we have push, to push back 
my response to that question, Kenny, is I think the Republicans should do exactly the same thing. <laughs> I think they should school and recruit candidates to run in the city gonna- and exercise DFL endorsing conventions that are this strict, this important, and this valuable. And come up with a candidate that can take all these people on. And that way, when you get the mailings, you at least got a 50-50 chance that some screwball will vote for the Republican because you've been receiving mailings for six months. One has the DFLer's name on it. One has the Republican's name on it. I think we're looking at this the wrong way. What I want... Let's turn this into the NCAA basketball bracket. We need 64 candidates, and then let's whittle it down to the final 16, the final four. You're you're not far off. There's ranked choice voting. (laughs) I'll bet you anything Kendall Qualls would have got a significant amount of votes from the major metropolitan areas. Duluth, the Twin Cities, Rochester. I bet you he would have given a, a much better showing than uh, the doctor. Well, and, have uh, state Republican uh, have state Republican officials ever given uh, an accounting of their decision to? Uh, oh, to go good with question. Jensen? Yeah, why did no. they? They don't have to. I guess they don't. Have did to. anybody ask? I'm sure it's been asked, but I, I don't know. Somebody like Tom. Oh, what the hell are you thinking? I, Somebody I just, like you. I, I just think what we're learning is we're we're puzzled and we're wondering why we're swirling down the drain. Well, because it, liberals don't have good ideas, but they always win. Well, why do they always win? Because look at what they've done. Look at how they've taken over the city by just now they're absolute changing, domination. And now the people that are in office are changing the way the game's being played. Mm-hmm. Joe, I used this company last year, Precision Garage Door Twin Cities, when my opener quit working. They were prompt, knowledgeable, and installed a new opener at what I felt was a reasonable price. Best part is there is an app you can use to operate the door from your phone. It's a feature I never thought I would use, but it's come in handy many times, especially if you suffer from CRS and don't remember if you shut the damn door. Glad to see them as a GL sponsor. Good luck, Brian Alley. Thank you, Brian. I love when GLers respond to the people who support us. Uh, My new garage door people are Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They're fantastic. They... uh, They answer the phones and show up 24-7. They don't charge extra on weekends. And right now, it's only through the month of May, and only if you identify as a GLer, you get a 25-point safety inspection for no charge. Nice. But you have to identify as a GLer. It only runs through this month. And they'll come out and check the springs, the rollers, the door, everything. And they'll spot the problem before you wind up trapped in the garage and you can't get out. Uh, they're not trying to sell you anything. These are honest people. I've met with them. I like them. And again, this service is free if you identify as a GLer. So you don't even have to listen. You just tell them I identify as a GLer. Yeah, I'm not a right. listener, but yeah. I just identify but if I was. As <laughs> it's an $85 value, no purchase necessary. And remember, your garage door can break anytime. You want it to be functioning. They want it to be functioning correctly. They don't want to return five times. They get it done right the first time. Precision garage doors serving the metro and western Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, they fix that garage door correctly. Get help online immediately at precisiondoormn.com. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. I need a binder. Anybody got a binder? <laughs> 
Does that mean rubber band? Yes. Uh, one day he was doing that in, in Maplewood. <laughs> he was looking for a rubber band and he was walking around. Hey, I need a binder. Anybody got a binder around here? I said, what's a binder? You know, those stretchy things that keep things together. <laughs> you mean a rubber band? No, a binder. It was, yeah. a, it was a, not a fight we had, but it was a, I call it a rubber band. No, Rook, it's a binder. I had the same thing happen to me, the job I had when I was out of radio. The boss asked me for a binder. I had no idea what he was talking about. He goes, you know, a rubber binder. I thought a binder is a, a three-ring like thing. That you yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. And this guy told me it's a Minnesota thing, but obviously it's not if you guys all call them rubber bands. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, but you're greatly mistaken. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Who dis? PK Mayo, brah. Well, I can't hear it. Give me some volume. your engine run better help that engine last longer do it with seafoam motor treatment they it cleans harmful gum and varnish from your entire fuel system safe and easy to use in all kinds of vehicles cars trucks tractors machinery small engines big engines just pour it in your fuel tank and let it do all the work uh, but seafoam also works great in oil in the crankcase heavy oil residue and deposits that happens naturally over the years over time and eventually it can start restricting oil flow. You pour the seafoam in, it reliquifies those residues and deposits, and then they get drained away the next time you do an oil change. It's fantastic. Pick the stuff up anywhere. Automotive products are sold. Auto parts stores, big, small retailers, knack, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's available all over this great big world. A local company with a global reach and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Victor Davis Hansen, who I admire greatly, had a piece dated April 6th in Real Clear Politics, or at least that's where I'm getting it from, Who uh, the headline of which is Our French Revolution. Mm -hmm. And I won't read the whole thing, but I think he's got an interesting point here. He writes, we are in a, we are in a Jacobin revolution of the sort that in 1793 and 94 nearly destroyed France, and things are getting scary. The Democratic Party vanished sometime in 2020. Mm. It was absorbed by hard-left ideologues. They were bent on radically altering or hijacking existing institutions to force radical equality-of-result agendas that otherwise do not earn majority support. The American people want affordable power and fuel and energy autonomy. They do not want a Green New Deal that results in dependence on the Middle East. They want fiscal sobriety, not a permanent stagflationary economy marked by bank failures, soaring interest rates, crony capitalism, and subsidies for those who choose not to work. 
They know no country can exist without a border, much less while offering blank checks to foreign cartels that kill 100,000 Americans yearly. They demand realist deterrence abroad, not the current woke military whose erosion is spelling the end to American credibility and global stability. I won't read the whole thing, but look him up. He's fantastic. To implement their programs, the new left must radically alter our institutions. Well, we've seen it in Minnesota. Right. You you saw it here during this legislative session. Down to, or up to, and including a woman named Samantha Vang introducing an absolute contempt for the First Amendment by wishing to establish a bias registry. Sure. Yep. And when confronted by the likes of Harry Nisk, I couldn't answer any questions. Doesn't really know what it means. I can't she be just bothered. feels that it might be the right All idea. Right. Mm-hmm. A bias registry so that your comments, even though they might not reach criminal proportion, could be construed to be a problem, and therefore you should be written down somewhere. Who would determine such a thing? Right. And isn't but, it ironic that we want to remove the language, going back to the pedophilia discussion, because in case a, you know someone wants to apply for a job, yet we're going to have a bias registry in an effort to tarnish that person's reputation? Well, uh... uh just like the ban on gas lawnmowers, which didn't go anywhere, I suspect the bias registry won't go anywhere today. But the fact that they floated it, yep. they're just testing the waters. They're testing the waters on gas lawnmowers, oh. and they're testing yep. the waters on a bias registry, and they're testing the waters for how many new government agencies they can get away with while they're drunk with power. Just like Biden at the start of his administration, trying to get government-improved journalists. Oh, Jesus. Are we going to wrap her up by the end of the day today? Uh, it's unlikely. They oh, still have no. What some, about the reunion? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well, you watch. Uh, Hudson, Walter Hudson was probably right. Uh, Walls will call a timeout today about whatever time Melissa Ortman has to catch what time yeah. flight has to catch her flight right. and, and say let's take a 72 hour recess or whatever he has to do to accommodate her he's her speaker of the house he's going to accommodate her in some capacity got it yeah mm. now I learned she's married she has kids she she has to she can't be 100 percent insane. You know, maybe only ninety percent. Right, I mean that's enough. Yeah, (laughs) she's only a little bit insane. Mm -hmm. Eighteen minutes ago, Governor Tim Walz, as a veteran gun owner, hunter, and dad, I just signed a red flag law that and universal background checks into law. Basic gun safety isn't a threat to the Second Amendment. It's about keeping our kids safe. That's exactly what we're doing in Minnesota. Well, see, Walz, I would red flag you because I think you're nuts. (laughs) <laughs> Who's nuts? These. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up, Rook, because Harry Niska found a couple of gems from Governor Walls shortly after the new year. Oh, we're going back a ways. This is date, dated January 24th of 2023, Joe. That was, by my calculation, just under five months ago. Wait, 
Four months ago. Whatever. We're taking action to lower costs and invest directly in the middle class. Through our one Minnesota budget, more than two and a half million Minnesota households would receive a check of up to $2,600. On uh, February 9th of 2023, Joe, Governor Wall said the following. Through our one Minnesota budget, more than two and a half million Minnesota households would receive a check of up to $2,600. We're working to build on Minnesota's economic success by investing in the people who made it strong in the first place. Got an email from a guy who said, Walls took your wallet. Okay. It it had $100 in it. Okay. All right. He kept 95 bucks, gave you five bucks back, and expects you to be grateful. Yeah, that's exactly and, what this and pay, is. Pay him again next week. Yeah, yeah he still owe me twenty. <laughs> One Back to the gun thing. These uh, red flag laws are the same ones they have in California and Illinois. Um, and California's had them since 2016, and they continue to lead the nation for active shooter incidents. They haven't helped much in Chicago, have and they? Illinois. Uh, well, we know we know what goes on every day in Chicago. One guy replies with, the next time I'm getting robbed at gunpoint, I'll be sure to remind the criminal that he isn't allowed to have a gun. That's right. And was that stored properly? (laughs) Right, right. Patrick Royce Sports is... uh, Fantastic, isn't it? Timely and and due uh, to join us, I... I suspect Patrick did not make it up through all four overtimes of last night's playoff game. Probably not, but we'll find mm, out. Let's find out. He surprises us. You let's know what I wonder? Out. Huh? If Patrick has a mosquito problem in Golden Valley. When, what do you do? Well, he'd have to call my friends a mosquito You show. know, climate change is lengthening the mosquito season. That's the latest BS we've got. Well, I'm it's all in 20 favor. 20 below and we got, you know, mosquitoes there. Well, that's exactly why you got to get a hold of Mosquito Shield, Joe. They're owned and operated by a couple of GLers, Ray and Mike, a father and son team that own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. Here's their territory. East of 169 and 35W, all the way over to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and south to Lakeville. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, well, that is their expertise. These guys focus on the mosquitoes and the ticks only, and it's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. And it was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it's used exclusively by the company. You cannot go buy this stuff on the shelf. They also stand behind their work, too. If for any reason that you're going to need them in between applications, they will do so without any charge, additional charge whatsoever. So find them online, moshield.com. That's moshield.com. You enter in your zip code and you're going to find them. Or you can just give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. You mentioned GL and you are going to get $50 off your service, moshield.com. If you want the best lawn on the block, definitely go with ProfessionalTurf.com. They know what they've been, uh, what they're doing. They've been at it since '82. If you're looking to maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has you covered with that too. The landscaping division, pretty amazing. They can work with you to design your landscape project usually using uh, digital photography and imaging software, so you can actually see how it looks in full color before the work even starts. ProTurf specializes in 
everything landscape related anything you can think of trees shrubs perennials retaining walls patios fire pits uh, ponds streams fountains it doesn't matter pro turf can do it the best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment you can see all of their work at professionalturf.com you make it up for four overtimes? <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you stayed up to watch your Panthers till 3 in the morning or whatever the hell. I watched uh, through the first overtime and then said really? that's enough. Okay, the Ricey theory is once again confirmed. Play one overtime and then play three on three because your result that you get after the first overtime is just illegitimate, as illegitimate as three on three. By the time they're playing in the fourth overtime, nobody's moving, so it's uh, it's it's ridiculous. You're just uh, you know creating a situation where nobody watches the game. So anyway. that was 12 seconds left in the fourth overtime. Fourth overtime. They almost yes. had to go to a yes. fifth. The NHL record is six overtimes. How many times did you? How many times have your Panthers won an overtime? My five. Goodness, they're, they're five they're and five. zero in overtime. Oh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there. Uh, this thing will be last forever, though. I would think now that's this series because I think Carolina is a little better than that. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Well, by God, they're the they were the last team in the playoffs. They'd have no quit, and those cats have no quit. Joe, unlike our boys who've been at the lake for a month. <laughs> Joe, you have the distinct possibility that the Miami sports market. Will have two number eight seeds in the final wow. of their of their uh, conference. Yep. The uh, Heat Heat is one up one zero. Oh, they're a number eight seed. Yep. And they and and the uh, you know the Panthers are now up one zero oh, and they're an eight seed. Yep. It's incredible. Jimmy it's Butler good. really shows up at this time of year, doesn't he? I'll <laughs> yes, say. he does. <laughs> He'll take those twenty games off. Yep, and then when he does play, there'll be about another twenty that he doesn't really give a damn. But uh, this time of year, he is a. You know what he is? I I I related it to George C. Scott looking through his binoculars and screaming, "You magnificent!" Well, I'm going to say it. You magnificent bastard! I read your book. That's what. That's what Jimmy Butler is—a magnificent B-word. Yeah, <laughs> Pat. Pat in the NBA and the NHL, uh, when you watch these playoffs, it it makes you realize you're wasting your money to buy a ticket in January because <laughs> yeah, right. you're not getting this show. You're just not getting no, this you're show. Not. You're not getting the. Uh, and the other thing is, when these guys go to overtime or when they're late in, they're in the third period of tie games. That fourth line gets about two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the guys that are playing there, and the defense, but the top, the top two defensive pairs are out there the whole damn time. I don't in hockey. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you come back and play two days. Are they are they playing two days from now? Yeah, they play tomorrow night in Carolina. Yeah, yeah I don't know how they'll do it, man. It's uh, 
you know, that, that just that, that. How? What do you think the odor was in that in those two locker rooms? Oh, oh bad. Well, you, my theory, my theory has always been the the cup winner is the team that can stand the smell the longest. <laughs> Especially when you're playing in the South. Oh, my God. Two hockey hotbeds, Florida yes. and Carolina. But no matter how cranked up they got that air conditioning, it's got to be 88 degrees in that arena oh. when they're playing, man. It's got to be terrible. You know what know I've what noticed this year in the playoffs? More players falling down. The, the announcers will call it losing an edge. And I have two mm. theories on why more and more players are falling down. Bad ice? One, it, the ice is too bad okay. because of warmth. Or two, the players have become so good that their skates cannot withstand what's asked of them. <laughs> that is an interesting theory. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, the blades are too tight. The blades are way too tight. It's not, not that, Russ, or what's Gil. your name? Gil. Gil. Yeah. Gil, yeah. Should we review well, the um, Golden Knights playoff history? 2017-18. You know, it's not a long history. No, but reach the Stanley Cup final in their Eight, first year. 18-19. They have won. They have won 46 playoff games. Mm-hmm. That's since crazy. They came into existence. I saw that the other day. <laughs> 46 playoff games. Yep. It's not fair, Joe. It's not fair. Our boys have won how many in their history? I think it was 22 or some damn yeah. thing like that. 22, yeah. 23. Something like that. It's um, I, I don't know. But well, 40. they're soon to be passed by the almighty Kraken. Good Lord. Uh, I don't know about that. I Next year is going to be uh, interesting. They can't get away with Well, in this state, I guess you can get away with it. Hey, Kenny, I got those hockey fans on Twitter pretty good the other day, right? God, that was so fun. I, I said I was rooting for the stars because I just see that star. It just got magic to that. <laughs> I got to root for them to win. I don't like that Dallas club. <laughs> they they bite down they hard on all of that, too. Guess what? They were after me, man. They wanted... They were all big crackhead fans. <laughs> I want to see a Vegas-Florida final. Really? Yep, I do. Wow. I don't well, like I Dallas think, whatsoever. I think Vegas, Vegas will beat Dallas. Dallas is Dallas is on the edge. I mean, Vegas is the best team in the Western Conference. So you're going to have a one seed against an eight seed. That'll be interesting. I think that'd be so. neat. And then yes, I'd root for and, Florida. <laughs> and and NBA might have the same thing because Denver won the first two against the Lakers. So that that'd be good. I hope I hope Denver makes. It. Denver's never won an NBA title. What an odd baseball schedule, Patrick, to take a Thursday off between Dodger Stadium and Anaheim. <laughs> oh, man. The Dodgers were scheduled to be in uh, St. Louis last night. In fact, they played a 16-8 game in which the Cardinals, who were in a coma for a month and a half, hit seven home runs last night. Wow. And uh, and uh, they hit nine, the most ever in uh, that Bush Stadium, in the new Bush Stadium last night. They were... 16 to 8, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, your Cardinals, Reavers, are out of their coma. What happened? The the game I went to, they scored a bunch of runs, too, but then they basically didn't hit for about, you know, five weeks, and then they finally woke. They have a good team, though. I I like their lineup a lot. How'd you like Emilio the other night, fellas? Your tweet was perfect. He's back! Mm -hmm. (laughs) God almighty. What is wrong with you people? You at you have to challenge a hitter 
at some point, if you're going to walk in a run that ties the game, you have to challenge a hitter instead of keep having your pitcher try to hit the outer two inches of the outside corner. And by the way, has anybody checked Correa's eyesight? I have not. <laughs> he swung at the three worst breaking balls. He made Sano look like a contact hit. <laughs> it was the three balls in the other batter's box he swung at. He's guessing on everything. And then he took what Bert and I call a cock shot, fastball, uh, right down the middle for strike three. Patrick, uh, something, bro. Uh, I, I think I can it. validate his eyesight being fine as I walked past Mrs. Correa at Twins Fest. So I think his eyesight's just fine. You know what I think? I think Mrs. Correa hates the deer. She wants to be somewhere uh, with more uh, shopping <laughs> and uh, and... She's pouting, so then he's got to, Then he goes to the ballpark pouting. That's our theory. That she can't stand it here. I really appreciated your pitching coach uh, tweet. I yes. thought that was a good one. <laughs> yes, he's got to be hitting coach. Hitting coach. Yeah. Next time, next time they load. Yeah. The bases, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next time they load the bases with no outs and don't score, Joe, he should be fired on the spot. Right. Yes. Popkins. Go up the dugout. Go up. Get out of here. Get out of the dugout. Go up the stairs. I don't want you in there when we get out. you got to get a cab and go to the airport. You're not. That's straight out of Commissioner Sushery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to do something. It, it makes no sense. So do something that makes no sense to respond, right? Yeah. Because you, you were going to find John Lester $500,000 because he can't throw it to first base? Yeah, I'm rid of him. Done yeah, okay. I want all his money. $500,000 fine. Every time he threw underhand to first, it's five hundred grand. <laughs> Joe, they're having the Bud Grant uh, celebration on Sunday at noon at the uh, at the Ziggy Dome. Yep. They only, you know, seven to 8,000 people will probably be there. Yeah. But... Uh, this could be a long ceremony. Oof, they yeah. have a lot of people. Uh, I'm on a panel with like 12 different people, nine of whom were players for him. I think we should hear from them instead of me, don't you? So, anyway. Is the panel going to speak at the funeral? Uh, the, they're going to have a, a – Rosen is going to direct the panel discussion or something. But then there's, then there's all, of course, eulogies too. So, Oh, boy. That will take a while. Yeah, but you know what I wanted? Bocelli's in town, the greatest guy ever, you know, the greatest uh, tenor ever. Yeah, he's got he's pipes. in town that night. They should have given 100000 to his, Ziggy should have given 100000 to his foundation and get him to come over and sing. That's right. You've, 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 you've mentioned that. That would give yeah. it a certain panache, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. It would. And Bud would appreciate that, so... I've been collecting some Bud stories. Some of the best ones are from the garbage, are from the garage sale. (laughs) You know, he would not negotiate. Nope. If if he had $300 on something and you offered him $298, he wouldn't take it. (laughs) As a a champion of the garage sale, he just didn't really, uh, as I am, he he didn't really get the concept of that's what you're doing. You're getting rid of stuff at all costs. Retail. Right. That's what you paid there. Bobby Hagan told me that he had a, there was a big table that weighed like 300 pounds. 
and they'd haul that thing out every year, and it was 400 bucks. And people say, hey, why do you take 300 for it? Nope. And he finally, the fifth year, somebody, the first guy there took it. He said, see, I got my 400 bucks for that. <laughs> wow. Four guys have back injuries when, from the previous yeah, five years. Hauling the damn thing out of there. Yeah. So I, I've gone, I went through two garage sales. It was the closest I ever came to getting a divorce, those two. <laughs> you know. I, what, I've never been to one. This? They're oh, fun. Why are we doing oh, why don't we, Patrick? You you have the uh, the garage sale expert. The Mikulskis have about twelve a year, and it's yeah. it's almost right. like a family celebration, isn't it? It is. It really is. And there is negotiating. But you do negotiate, right? Hell yeah! I want to get rid of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> you had a garage sale the day well, we left the air. Remember the day I got fired? But yeah. I said I had left to come here to yeah. get fired, yeah. and then went back yeah. to the garage sale and, and I think called and hammered. You I was, pretty, I was pretty lubed up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By that you point. guys go shopping places to collect that crap in order to have it at the garage sale. Right? There's a little markup. There's a little markup, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, but then you negotiate, you're back, you're losing money on half the item. I didn't say I was good at it. <laughs> they make me angry. Just the sight of a garage sale makes me angry. I ain't haul, going to buy somebody's Haul that screens. crap off to the Salvation Army or the dump. Get rid of it. Yeah. Well, we uh, we put it in the driveway and hope somebody grabs it. Perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Yep. But if they don't grab it, then what do you do? Trash. You can't just, you can't just <laughs> roll it out in the middle of the street and have it sit there. Trash. <laughs> we got junk. Call them. Right. Mm -hmm. Point to Joe, it. Yes. the pool is open. Oh, boy. New filter. Two grand. Oh. We're off and running for another year. Another <laughs> year. Only two grand this year. That ain't bad. Is she you nice know? and clear? Oh, she's looking good, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, the weather's too cold. I was going to say, thank God it's going to be a high of about 61 today. Oh, you don't want to yeah, see we're steam. Not doing it. We're not doing the heater until, the thing gets, uh, until we get the night temperatures, yeah. at least in the 60s. So right. that might be a while. <laughs> I'll see you Monday. All right. Very All good. Right. Thank you. Goodbye. We shall return. After I let you and everyone know about our friends at Hofferman Water, the best in the business, and that's because they are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems that includes everything, water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I've been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years, and I'm very happy, and I know you will be too. Listen, bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. So once you get that new system from Connecticut, your showers are better. So is your laundry, your drinking water, your cooking, your coffee, everything. Ice for those cocktails while you're sitting by Royce's pool? Yes, call them today and get on that schedule. 952 894 4040. That's 952 894 4040. Or just visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Minnesota Masonic Charities is a fantastic outfit. They're doing the good work. And, you know, if you are 
Listen, they've got a great scholarship program. I want you to go to their website. You may be eligible, and you just go right to mnmasoniccharities.org, and you click under scholarships. Click here to see our 2023 recipients of scholarships. But also, look ahead to 2024. If you have someone that you want to nominate or someone that should be nominated, get in touch with Minnesota Masonic Charities. All you have to do is contact them, and that gets the ball rolling. They're very proud of their scholarship program. And in fact, I'm very proud that they're on here at Garage Logic right now because they're getting the word out. I talked about the other day about how the government tries to help, and they screw it up all the time. Minnesota Masonic Charities has been doing this for a long, long time. The Freemasons have been around for hundreds of years, and they know how to do it right. They're helping the elderly, they're helping the children, and they're helping all sorts of students as well. MNMasonicCharities.org, or if you'd like to learn more, or maybe check out their building in Bloomington, 952-948-6200. They have a wonderful museum, and if you tell them the Rook sent you, maybe they'll give you a little peek. MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org. We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hire a Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hire a Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. Yeah, but I thought I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadot.com. Pro. That's higher, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. <laughs> Scramble time, bro. Oh, hang on, 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 hang on. Because this thing must be turned down over here. Oh, sorry. Some people go by there. Big bubbles. Great big bubbles. Yeah. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson, and Burnsville, and soon to be St. Croix Falls, have a couple of Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers on sale that are definitely checking out the Toro 54-inch Time Cutter with the MyRide suspension. Uh, the starting price, pretty good, $48.99. Then Toro comes along and says, chop $200 off that. Then Tri-State Bobcat comes along and say, says, take 200 more off it, your final price. Forty-two ninety-nine. This other one, though, the uh, Toro fifty-inch time cutter, price is thirty-eight ninety-nine. Um, instant rebate, hundred dollars, gives you thirty-seven ninety-nine. But along with that, you get a four hundred and sixty-dollar value Tri-State Bobcat five-year extended warranty Ooh. and the Toro Total Care warranty. Yeah, an extra four hundred and sixty-dollar value. And that total care warranty allows uh, for coverage for pickup and delivery. 
30% reimbursement on covered maintenance items from Toros. To sum it up, you're getting a whole lot for not that much, a 50-inch time cutter with all the fixings. Tri-State Bobcat has the Metro covered, Burnsville, Little Canada, Hudson. Tri-State has Oatana covered at Mankey's. And look for Tri-State Bobcat opening very soon on Highway 8 in St. Croix Falls. TriStateBobcat.com. You guys might remember that last fall uh, in September, a man named Shannon Brandt ran down and killed an 18-year-old in North Dakota yes. for being a Republican, then claiming that he believed the victim, Kaylor Ellingson, was an extremist. Police found no evidence for those claims. Brandt's charges were recently reduced to manslaughter. You're kidding. Why? Are you kidding me? A man accused of intentionally... This is North Dakota. A man accused of intentionally running over an 18-year-old at a street dance in North Dakota had his charges reduced from murder to manslaughter, according to court documents filed this week. Brandt was first charged with criminal vehicular homicide, but the charge was later upgraded to felony murder. He has also been charged with leaving the scene of a crash that resulted in death. Foster County State Attorney Kara Brinster was not available to discuss why the charge was reduced to manslaughter. The McHenry, North Dakota man accused of running down a teen, uh, he pled guilty to uh, the manslaughter. He faces 10 years in prison. Wow. Wow. That makes it really easy to... Mm -hmm. That's according to KMU-TV. Uh, I wish John was here to help us understand this. So he intentionally ran over this guy, and he gets a sweetheart deal to spend less time in jail than, than a lot of people. I wonder I what his I family thinks I don't, about I don't that. know any more than that. Huh. I don't know. You would think the victim's family would be uh, a little upset with that. Yes, very. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans in Fernandia, Fernandia. Fernandia. Somebody wants me to correct my pronunciation. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Fernandia. How would you say it? Fernando. Fernandia? Fernandia. Fernandia. Fernandia, Fernandia Villages. Is that an Ava song? Yeah. Yeah. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWatchTeach.com. <laughs> it was on this day. Fernando. Joe, today is May 19th. Well, on this day, May 19th, Duluth was incorporated as a town having been surveyed and mapped and named the previous year. On this day... You like maps? I do. I love them. Uh, May 19th. Uh, a map won't drive you into a reservoir like your electronic BS will. Did you see that story? Uh, no, but I've seen them it was 10 a, times a year. It was, a, uh, I believe, a couple of college kids that were on a little vacation, and they drove her, drove her right in the lake. Whoops. Hmm. What, down the boat launch or something? Yeah, right. right. into the water. On this day in 1860... 519. Alexander Ramsey and other Republican notables traveled from Chicago to Springfield, Illinois, to offer Abraham Lincoln the Republican presidential nomination. Wow. On this day in 1968... May 19th. Adolf Den, printmaker and artist, died in his studio in New York... He was born in Waterville, Minnesota. He huh. was known for his 
satirical lithographs of high society. Mm. I've never heard of them. Adolf Den, D-E-H-N. When have you been to Waterville recently? I don't even know where it is. She's, you know, right there on 60. I, I'm uh, familiar with the state, but I don't know. I don't know Waterville. Just west of Faribault, Minnesota. I see. Got it. Well, thank you, GLers. Thank you. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jesus. All right, it's Fun Friday. No, we don't do that. Yes, Friday is fun. <laughs> If you want fun, you can find fun and other podcasts. Fry yay, governor. Fry yay, governor. Hey, hey, fry yay. Hey, girl, hey. No, wait, that's another station, sorry. Uh, Pod MN is your 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 housing for other podcasts that you uh, maybe want to learn something, maybe just be entertained. Pod MN on your smartphone. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. You will be entertained for hours seeing some of the videos that we posted over the last 30 years. And garagelogic.com houses the town council where you sign up for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. You will receive a $10 Fred Loney hardware and garden store gift card just for signing up. And poke around the website. There's great stuff. If you're new to Garage Logic, where the hell have you been? Thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers.